It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shoei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Reds fans? My name is Jeff Carr, and you are Locked On Reds. What's up, Reds fans, and welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast here on a Taco Tuesday. I don't think LeBron has trademarked that yet, so before he does, I'm just going to keep saying Taco Tuesday a bunch. Anyway, it was an off day for the Reds on Monday, so we got a couple of topics to get to, but mostly I've got some listener questions, whether it be Locked On Reds line voicemails, text messages, or even on Twitter. We're going to get to those in just a minute, but make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. If you have not already done so, best way to get the podcast each and every day. Also, check us out on the aforementioned Twitter, at LockedOnReds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. Before we get to some of those questions and comments and all that good stuff, I did want to uh, point out something that I saw in The Athletic. And it's funny. Now, a disclaimer here. I'm not really one to give a lot of credence to power rankings. I think power rankings are just a tool of media types who cover teams every day and they've run out of stuff to talk about so let's talk about power rankings and while they're fun they don't really mean a whole lot but there was a little bit of not really revealing revealing sounds as if it's like bad or something it's not bad but the blurb in the athletic talking about the reds they ranked the reds 18th in power rankings, which, again, who cares? Whatever. It doesn't really matter. They're not going to make the playoffs. Who cares where they're ranked after the fact that they're not going to the playoffs? But the blurb about them was interesting. And this is in national perspective, right? It says, talking about the Reds, they're not dull. That sounds like, you know, damning with faint praise, but it's more praising with faint damn. 
according to the writer. We talked about Michael Lorenzen being a true Marvel, which we talked about that a couple of times in the last you know week of episodes. I'm not going to go crazy with that. And Aristides Aquino is slowing down, but only because he has to, because he's still one of the brightest stories of the season. And who's going to hit home runs at that kind of rate for a long time anyway? And they even mention the rotation has hope for 2020, even if Trevor Bauer is a mess and Alex Wood's return hasn't gone as planned. They're not dull, and they're about three or four, quote, oh, sure, I saw that coming, unquote, success stories away from punishing the NL Central. And I love that. And it finishes, uh, the blurb says, they're not dull, but they're not exactly good. Now, are they? They've outscored their opponents on the season, which means they should be above 500, but they're not. And, you know, that's why you're not going to go to the playoffs, because you just haven't lived up to what we kind of felt like the team's potential could have been. But it's like I said, they're not dull. I mean, have some of you have kind of tuned out, you know, when you realized that the Reds weren't going to make the playoffs. You started, you know, moving on to football if you're a football fan or maybe you just did other things. But the Reds were entertaining for a long time, and they still have some entertainment value. I mean, we were talking about Michael Lorenzen this past week, still have Aristides Aquino on the team. You've got great pitching, and while the hitting is definitely going to need to be the focal point in the offseason, there's still a couple of guys to really keep you interested, like Suarez and Aquino and and even really Joey. I, I think there's some of us that still watch Joey Votto in hopes that we'll see flashes of his old self or maybe signs that he's getting it figured out and maybe next season he's going to be closer to what he was in 2017. He's not going to be all the way there, but things like that. That's it. There's plenty of reasons to keep your eye on the Reds the rest of the season, but then again, there's also plenty of reasons that I understand why you wouldn't be. That being said, though, they are getting set up for this offseason, and we have a couple of questions surrounding that. We're going to get to that here in just a moment. But first, anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the United States and offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery, and convenience stores, and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need. For a limited time, Postmates is giving my listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use promo code LOCKED ON. That's L O C K E D O N on the Postmates app. Today's episode is also sponsored by Blue Chew. Go on over to BlueChew.com and enter promo code MLB to get your first order free today. You just pay $5 in shipping. Here's the deal with Blue Chew. It's not necessarily for someone who is having trouble performing. Maybe you just want a performance boost. And as baseball fans, we've seen plenty of players that that's what they're all about is that performance boost. Blue Chew 
It's going to give it to you in a chewable form, which means it works quicker than your typical pill. And it also has the same active ingredient as Viagra or Cialis, so you know that it works. And through this introductory offer, you just go to BlueTube.com. B-L-U-E-Chew.com and enter promo code MLB for your first order free today. Just pay $5 in shipping. On the Blue Chew website, they have you fill out a questionnaire, talk to a pharmacist via the internet. You don't have to go into the pharmacy. You don't have to have an awkward in-office doctor visit. None of that. It's all done through the website and then it's shipped to you in discreet packaging so there's no embarrassment involved. BlueChew.com, promo code MLB for your first order free today. You just pay $5 in shipping. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the Locked On Reds podcast today. New game day shirt? Boom, cash back. Food for the tailgate? Boom, cash back. Even buying a round can earn you cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. In sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the win, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Did I mention there are no fees, period? This one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. I mentioned we'd get to some questions and calls and things of that nature here in today's episode. So let's jump right into it. Hi, Jeff. I just wanted to comment. Uh, it's Jordan, by the way. Uh, I just wanted to comment about uh, trusting your front office. And you, were, you were talking about, uh, you wanted to ask us a question about uh, trusting the front office. And um, in my opinion, I, I, I really don't trust the front office uh, yet. Um, and uh, the reason for that. It's because they 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 they're too scared to go out on uh, an extra limb, and they 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 just don't want to go for it. Um, they they're too scared. They don't want to spend the extra money. Um, I'm afraid they're just trying to get. Uh, they're trying to do uh, too little to get to the playoffs. If, if that makes sense, they're, they're they're trying to do as little as possible and trying to make the playoffs. That can't happen. That's not going to happen. Uh, in my opinion, they have to go out. And go get somebody big, uh, like Fred Dunn or or uh, Francisco Lindor or, or or two of those guys even. Uh, actually, probably better, uh, in my opinion. Uh, but the, the reason why I don't trust them is because they have yet to prove to or prove to me that they are ready to go out and and uh, go for it and actually go for it. I understand that they they uh, had a big trade with. With the Dodgers, Puig and Alex Wood and and, and Kemp and all of them, but but I mean all those guys, they're they're not huge name players like Rendon or or uh, or Garrett Cole, which I don't think that we necessarily need Garrett Cole, but it, it, it it's something that us fans have been really thirsty for, and uh, that we're really ready for, and, and they're just not wanting to do it, and I'm scared that they're not going to do it now because they're going to go for somebody smaller like D.D. Gregorius uh, or somebody like that, and, and it's not something that would help us out a ton uh, with D.D. Gregorius. We need somebody that's going to give us an MVP-type season like Rendon or Francisco Lindor. So uh, that's just my opinion, and, uh, yeah, uh, I appreciate you taking my call, and uh, go Reds. Thanks for the call, Jordan. I, I don't know about that. Like, 
I understand where you're coming from. You're saying that they didn't go in, they didn't go all in for 2019, and that gives you some trepidation to believe that they will go all in for 2020. But I think they understood what they had. I think they realized that there were a couple of areas of the team that maybe they try out some of these one-year guys that they're trying to bounce back from down seasons or, you know, what have you, something like that, or guys they got on the cheap. So they didn't go all in. I agree with that. But that does not lead me to believe the 2020, they will try to do more of the same thing. Listen, they've got to understand, and I believe they understand right now and, and why they went out and they traded for Trevor Bauer, which I know as of right now, Trevor Bauer hasn't played that well. But when you look at it, they traded for him expecting him to be that ace 1C, like the third pitcher on this team that really solidifies the starting rotation and gets that to be the strength of the ball club so that they don't have to go out during the offseason and try to replace too many starters, if any at all. And, and I think that that indicates to me that they are ready to go all in. I think the reason they didn't do that in 2019 is they, they felt like they're just, they weren't close enough to go all in. That was kind of a theme that we had in the offseason. It was a question that I, I posed whenever there were rumors going around that the Reds might trade for Corey Kluber and the fact that it would take a lot to get him, especially like a Nick Senzel or something like that back at the time. And even thinking about JT Real Muto back then, which I would have loved to have had JT Real Muto now. But the question then was, were they a Corey Kluber away from being a playoff team? Or were they a JT Romuto away from being a playoff team? And the answer was no. You can clearly see that there's not just one spot that needs to be fixed to make this a playoff contending team. With that being said, they're going to go into this offseason with a plan. They're going in knowing that the window is opening. And if they don't do something to make this team better in a couple of different areas like middle infield, catcher position, the bullpen, things like that, if they don't go in knowing that they've got to make multiple moves, it would just completely surprise me. I've, I've seen nothing to believe that they're going to cheap out this offseason. I think they're going to be very aggressive. Now, I don't know that that guarantees them making a huge splash by getting an Anthony Rendon or you know something like that, trading for Francisco Lindor or the, the crazy uh, pipe dream of trading for Mookie Betts or something like that. But I do believe that they're going to make – Plenty of moves. I, I don't think it's all that uh, impossible to see the Reds signing maybe Didi Gregorius and Yasmani Grandal, which really would make this team interesting and I think would make them a playoff contender if they do something like that, coupled with bringing in a couple bullpen arms. But I understand where you're coming from, thinking that because they didn't go all in this season, you don't think they will next year. But I just don't see any signs of that being the case, and I fully expect them to be all in, and I fully expect this postseason to be a very, very interesting time, and the offseason as well. 
These next couple of questions are coming from Twitter. The first one coming from at Ohio underscore sports 19, the Buckeye State Sports Twitter account. The question that the Buckeye Sports Twitter account had was, what players are members of the Reds' core? And this one, I think a couple of them are pretty easy. Obviously, Eugenio Suarez, Luis Castillo, and Sonny Gray. I also think that there are a couple of other guys that I would throw in there that may be of some debate. I don't know. I could be wrong. But I believe Nick Senzel is part of the core of this team. He's going to be a very important player moving forward. And I had an article on that on Red Leg Nation. Uh, I believe I posted it this past Sunday. The days are all running together. But it was about how regardless of the numbers that he's putting up right now, don't let that fool you. He's going to be amazing. He's definitely part of the core of this team. And lastly, and I think it's shown from some of the things that's happened here over the last little bit, I really think that Michael Lorenzen is part of the core of this team. And and you might even lump in Amir Garrett, but it's always so hard to commit to a reliever as being a core part of a team because you even look at some of the historic, you know, historic relief pitchers. And even here, just uh, recently, Craig Kimbrell made his hay in Atlanta, but whenever Atlanta felt like he was getting too expensive, they cut bait on him very quickly. And then he just didn't really ever pan out as much as, as good as he was in Atlanta while he was in Boston which led him all the way down to Chicago now. And it's just things like that that it's hard to say that a relief pitcher is part of the core, but I could really see Michael Lorenzen being one of the key core members of this team. So I'm thinking Eugenio Suarez, Nick Senzel, Luis Castillo, Sonny Gray, and Michael Lorenzen, and then Joey Votto as well. I think for a couple more years you can consider him part of the core and that might be like way too big of a core and I I might be way too biased but those are the six guys that I'm thinking make up the core of this team love to hear from you guys locked on reds line 513-549-0159 who do you believe is part of the reds core and the final question that I've got for today comes from Chris Conger a buddy of mine actually he coached me in high school, coached me in baseball. He did a really good job of teaching me how to be a left bench player. Uh, it, it wasn't his fault. I wasn't very good. But I did love watching the game. But Chris asks, he says, what are the odds of us being, of the Reds being able to keep Jose Iglesias around next year? And I wonder about this because you hear about 19 billion points of view when it comes to Jose Iglesias. If you talk to, or if you listen to people from the broadcast, television, or radio, really, they believe that Jose Iglesias is a very integral part of this team and someone that needs to be kept around. There's lots of debate on this, and there's some folks that think that they should just, you know, let him go on his way, go to free agency this offseason, and maybe go somewhere else. 
I tend to think that if, if we're putting an objective number on it, I I would give it probably a 15% chance of happening. There's a lot of things that goes into this. And one of the reasons that I love and I'm very excited for this offseason and very glad that I get to bring this podcast to you each and every day because it's going to be a very exciting offseason. But one of the th- reasons I think it is so exciting is I don't have any clue how the Reds are going to approach. I know they're going to be aggressive. They're going to make moves. They have money to make moves. And they have the ability to make moves. And the window's opening. So they need to be all in, and I think they understand that. That being said, I don't even know what that means as far as how they're going to do that. And if Jose Iglesias is part of that, I I just don't know. I think part of the reason that the Reds would keep him is if they really did shell out for a guy like Anthony Rendon. I, I could see that happening if they, you know, back up the Brinks truck, as I heard uh, somebody saying, I'm forgetting who, so I apologize for stepping on that take, but just, you know, write a blank, well, I guess you don't write a blank check, but you hand a blank check to Anthony Rendon and say, welcome to Cincinnati, put your put how much you want there, on the dotted line. If that happens, then there's going to have to be some savvy maneuvering at other positions because you're not going to have, I I don't think Castellini would, you know, double the amount of free money, which I disagree with that take. I just feel like that's probably what's going to happen. I think if, if it's something that I would decide, I'd be like, Hey, what, Make him a playoff team. Let me know how much money you need if I'm Bob Castellini. But it's not my money. It's easy for me to spend it because it's not my money. But I think that he is probably not the first priority for the Reds. So I think, I'd say probably about a 15% chance that they keep him. He, he's been great. He's been a great shortstop for the Reds this season. The thing is, he was signed as a backup. And it just so happened that he had a crazy first two months of the season that just absolutely precluded any idea of setting him down in favor of Jose Peraza. And I don't know that we should be going crazy about how long he needs to stick around based on those months. Yeah, sure, he's he's finishing, he's hitting around 290 right now, but the rest of his offensive numbers don't really show a kind of guy that you're excited to have in the lineup. And I know that's a controversial take and there's 900 ways that that could go, but I just don't think that he is a priority for the Reds this offseason. And I think it's a low percentage chance that he stays on the team. It's it's a good question though, Chris. I'll give it to you. Thanks for the question, man. That's going to do it for us today on the Lockdown Reds podcast. It's been a fun uh, off-day podcast. Kind of didn't really have a direction. Just want to see where the podcast took me because I know once I start talking about the Reds, we could go all night. So I'm going to stop right here. Thank you so much for listening to the Lockdown Reds podcast. Make sure that you are subscribed on all the podcasting platforms to get this show each and every day into your queue. Also, hit us up on Twitter at Lockdown Reds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. 
and save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. Tomorrow we're going to take a look at the Reds series up in Seattle. Kind of give you a preview, kind of maybe give you a uh, not-so-live look into the game as I'm probably not going to be able to be able to wait until the end of the late night game as they're out in Seattle. So the first pitch doesn't start till after 10 PM, but we're going to talk reds anyway. Make sure you tune in, subscribe, all that good stuff. Thanks for listening today. My name is Jeff Carr and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, prime members, you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on Amazon music. Download the Amazon music app today.